0: another episode of the podcast of the Spirit Channel. I am your host once again the Zenith and I'm delighted to be creating another podcast which will hopefully be of some interest and be of some use to you in your own spiritual development, in your own spiritual seeking or just for your own um, information um, or learning. This one, I feel that uh, I want to talk about the nature of healing and the importance of healing in in a life, in a spiritual seeker's life, in anyone's life really. Uh, healing is not just for uh, someone who, who is spiritual, but it can be for absolutely anyone. Um, The thing about this podcast is I've I've kind of wanted to do this one for a few days now, maybe a week, but strangely, I'm kind of at a point now where I don't really know what I want to say about this. I don't have a lot of thought in my head about what I want to say or where I want to go with this. So uh, I guess the slight difference between this podcast and all other ones that I've created is I've um although they're all completely unscripted and i don't have any information to hand or any script written down about what i want to talk about i just let the information flow and sometimes i feel inspired to talk is that this one here in particular i have really nothing to go on so um forgive me if uh, there's a lot of pauses in this one if uh, there seems to be a bit of hesitation but um we'll we'll just go with it and see where we end up okay okay thank you so healing spiritual healing raki healing uh, any other type of healing there are many different forms of healing um is such an important part uh, important part of people's journey important part of people's life and just thinking about it now, how lucky that I have been to receive healing in my life and to be able to pass that healing on as a healer uh, and transform and make a difference in people's lives. Um, it is so so special and so sacred and so uh, important. Uh, its value cannot be underestimated. Uh, A bit of background, when I first started my own spiritual awakening and I started to um, or made the the decision to attend a a, a, a class of awareness, um, an awareness class to help you understand and to help you practice and develop your own latent psychic um, and spiritual abilities. Uh, and then to help develop and practice uh, your mediumship, your mental mediumship, your communication and bringing back uh, messages from deceased people. uh, For people within that awareness group, Um, it's all very exciting and it's, it, it, it can create an ego boost, um, especially when someone can take your message um, and, and get a lot out of it and you know you get uh, congratulations or a congratulatory um, applause or clap or appreciation from uh, your fellow spiritual people um, and and to have that and potentially then to go on to um, work with people, to uh, potentially stand on a platform and give out uh, readings to, to people, you know, and to have that come back to you and, you know, as, as rounds of applause and to, to have that. Those people perhaps tell you what an amazing ability you have and an amazing gift you have to have that talent. It can be, it can be alluring. It can be ego boosting. It can be uh, gratifying. Well, obviously, it is gratifying. But I guess you can perhaps fall into a bit of a trap. And I think that uh, a lot of people do do this. A lot of people who are starting out along the the path of mediumship can sort of see stars in their eyes, or perhaps they've given a few links, um, and perhaps a a few small readings, and think that they're now a fully qualified medium. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that an ability like that can go to your head. Uh, You can develop an ego about it, and that way leads to ruin and defeat and um, this is not what this is about and so when it comes to healing <clears throat> um, healing again is another form of mediumship it's just not a mental mediumship it's more of a passive ability uh, you are not providing any information or um, providing links it is a just an ability in which you are a conduit for those divine spiritual energies um, or form that energy that comes directly from the source to pass through you into the uh, person to be healed and so in that regard it can be viewed as a secondary form of mediumship not as interesting not as exciting not as many opportunities for eco boosting or um, fame or, or or anything like that and so it is a path that can be uh, shunned or not widely taken up or widely desired um, in fact there, there are not too many healers who are widely known um, most healers to my extent of knowledge often work in the background their talents and their abilities um, not receiving the same sort of attention as those who follow the path and only the path of mental mediumship and that that's okay because most healers prefer it that way Uh, most healers recognize that uh, and understand and are taught that it is not they who have the ability to heal but they are simply the conduit the vessel uh, through which healing energies flow but once you or someone starts down the path of healing uh, to become a healer you quickly begin to realise how important it is uh, and how Greater responsibility is placed upon your shoulders. Uh, I guess because working as a healer, um, working as a healer within uh, a sanctuary or a church, um, or anywhere that uh, perhaps a group of healers can gather, and also just providing healing to people, um, that you encounter in your, your daily life. Um, and, uh, and <clears throat> let me just say a few things about spiritual healing is that spiritual healing can be a hands-on uh, form of healing. Um, you don't necessarily need to move your hands over to any particular part of the body as uh, as I believe is done in Rey and um, you simply place your hands on the the person be healed and let the healing energies flow through you um and again this is not something that you can get direct confirmation of while you're healing sometimes you can feel that uh, there's nothing happening but uh, but I digress now where was I yeah so. That can be one form of spiritual healing. Um, Other forms of spiritual healing can be um, distance healing, in which the person um, isn't even in the room with you. Um, Distance healing um, involves... uh, the gnawing of hands on on a person, so perhaps the the person does not want to be touched, or uh, is within the confines of a hospital bed, or for any other reason. And um, this is this is uh, this is what is called distance healing. Um, person doesn't have to be right beside you. you; can be separated by a small distance. And we also have um, absent healing. Absent healing is. Uh, when people are not even in the same rooms, you perhaps uh, separated by vast distances, absent healing is normally said in the form of prayer or sending light and love to that person who has um, asked to be healed. Um, uh, there is magnetic healing um, in which uh, it's a transfer of energy from the healer to. The person who requires healing, it's normally involved by holding the person who requires healing, uh, holding their hands and uh, transferring your energy from yourself to that other person. Um, Or there is trance healing. Trance is not something I've talked about yet on this podcast and I will do an episode but Basically, trance is gaining into a very deep uh, state, a very deep state of meditation um, uh, in which you can uh, lose uh, track uh, of yourself um, or lose track of time because you're in that very, very deep state and it provides a a very deep form of healing. But anyway, these are uh, forms of spiritual healing. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, um, yes, you can be in a sanctuary, you can be in a healing group or a healing area or a healing room or church or whatever the case may be. But outside of this, you can uh, heal someone in your your daily life or send healing to them. Um, I've done this many times in my job, interacting with people and people will perhaps talk to me confide in me problems and i'll mentally send them healing and um, i will send them distance healing if i am doing a healing meditation um or perhaps i'll hold their hands and send some healing energies that way to them but so i guess the 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 point I'm trying to make here is that um, there are many different forms of spiritual healing, and spiritual healing is what I'm talking about today, not any other type of healing. So, when someone comes to you, whether it's in your place or where you do healing uh, privately, or in a in a body, um, perhaps you work in a group of healers or perhaps you work privately or perhaps you um, do it as a form of charity and um, perhaps you work with like a body with uh, such as the Spirituals niceness union who provide free healing or healing by donation um, but largely people will come to you and you don't know what um, what or what is wrong with this person. Um, you don't know the mental, emotional, physical and spiritual condition this person is in. And people will confide in you and sometimes it can be heartbreaking um, listening to people and what they've been through and what they're currently going through. So to provide healing to, to a person and 90% of the time, if not more, you'll simply be providing emotional and perhaps spiritual healing. Physical healing is a, um, shall I say, a a, a a more advanced or more uh, rare feat. So most of the time it is it is mental. And I guess because of the world that we live in today... Uh, with so many mental health problems and so much chaos and confusion mental healing and healing person's anguish or anxiety or trauma or whatever the case may be is not to be underestimated but whenever you have finished doing your healing on a person or allow the healing energies to flow from you through to that person to see that person uplifted changed Um, find release perhaps in the form of of tears Um, and to leave your company or your sanctuary in a much better mental and emotional and spiritual state than what they have come in is a great responsibility and a beautiful and um, I'm struggling to find the words here and a really um deep and wondrous sight to see that and as i said it's the sense of responsibility then that you have as a healer um when you've touched someone that deeply when you have changed them for the better then you begin to realize um the importance of healing uh, as opposed to just mental mediumship and again, I, I don't want to underestimate the value of mental mediumship. It is uh, just as important as as thing, but it's just the as healing. But it's just that um, the the preconception and the, perhaps the the old world view that um, that a healing mediumship or a, a healing meteor was perhaps a, a lesser thing, but it, it's certainly not that. And it's only when you have um, performed healing and when you can't do healing and when you see the effect that you have on a person, when they're placing their trust and their hope in you that you will be able to help them through uh, a trauma or a condition or emotional baggage. Um, it is... you truly do feel like a bit of a superhero. You know, you can feel like uh, Superman or Wonder Woman, you know, that you have this great responsibility um, that has been placed upon your shoulders. But always with um, with with no ego, because, as I said, the healer will recognise that the healing energies are only uh, being transferred through you. You are not um, a healer themselves, or sorry, you're not the, the one who has this um, healing abilities, and um, you're mainly the conduit for this. You're making yourself available for this. And <clears throat> when we look at the world today, um, the 21st century, uh, in the month of July, um, on the 20th, as I record this, when we look out right and we see the, a world afflicted by this COVID um This COVID um, or coronavirus that has transformed the world, um, perhaps like nothing else in history. The measures that have been taken um, to, mm, I I want to be slightly careful here about how I approach this because I, I do have my own views on this, but this isn't the time and the place. But the measures that have been taken to um, prevent what appears to be the wide worldwide spread of it, um, and perhaps the the amount of deaths that have been attributed to this, um, the the lockdowns that have occurred, the 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 new powers implemented to governments, the increased uh, powers that have been given to security services to intelligence agencies, maybe that's not quite accurate, but police forces, um, law enforcements, and the completely changed world in which we, we find ourselves. Uh, the, the the mental effect of, of all this cu- accumulation um the, the mental problems uh, that it has caused people who have been locked down for the past two years. Some countries, um, certainly here in 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 what is part of the UK, officially part of the UK, Northern Ireland, um, we've had three lockdowns. Um, well, most people have had three lockdowns, I've not been locked down once, um, due to the nature of my job. but. Um, the the cumulative effect of that of not being able to socialise to re- have recreation, um, not being able to to take a walk in nature, um, to take a walk in, uh, along a beach, and um, to not be able to go into a, a, a town centre to to have some sort of um, uh, emotional release through the the, the through shopping, through um, purchasing items in, in, a, in a shop, through not being able to uh, socialise in a, in a restaurant, in a cafe, uh, to not be able to um, have a recreational night out in a, in a local pub or nightclub. It causes a lot of uh, emotional distress. People have no release for this. Uh, the 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 mental effect that this has on children not being able to um attend their their local school where their their classmates their friends are and uh, people forced out of work Um it's caused a lot of mental problems for people people have uh older people in, in nursing homes have experienced this and seen it myself be you know common rooms being shut down you know this is uh People who are in, in retirement and, and nursing homes. This is generally their their only outlet, you know, common rooms where they can sit and uh, with other residents or tenants and, and and perhaps catch up and share stories. Instead, these people have been locked up in their rooms, forced to to or or perhaps with nothing else to do but put on the television or radio and. Of constantly endless rolling, depressing, terrifying news about the the deaths, uh, number of COVID and casualties, uh, the mental strain and imbalances that would put on people. Uh, then people having hospital appointments cancelled. You know, fears over their health condition, fears over whether or not whether they they whether they don't get an operation or get to see a doctor. The worry and strain of that. For that alone, you know, uh, for that reason alone, and I could stop right there. Um, the, uh, I, I could actually stop right there. For that reason alone, the importance of healing um should hopefully um, give you then the importance of uh, an ability like healing. Perhaps healing is needed in the world right now like no other, but when we even look past COVID, and we look at, uh, or perhaps due to COVID, the amount of people that have lost their jobs, the amount of people on the breadline, the amount of people who have no income now, the amount of people uh, who have lost their lifestyle, and I don't mean their 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 holidays and stuff like that—you know, not being able to go on holiday or afford. You know nice cars or, or nice clothes, but even people who have found that it is hard to perhaps feed a family, you know, on a social security check if that country provides one. Um, you know, to have that worry, that strain of where their next meal's coming from, to have a perhaps a, a social shame or a stigma, or to, rel- to rely on free handouts or a, or a food bank. um. You know, and the inequality that this has caused while massive companies like Amazon and Walmart and um, uh, supermarket chains uh, have, have profited. Um, companies like that there where they have increased their profit margins uh, tremendously. So it has created even more inequality in our world where the rich have gotten richer and the poor have gotten poorer. But on top of that, we have the constant wars all around the world. We have constant wars in the Middle East. We have the threat of war between uh, Europe, between the United States, between uh, the West boogeyman and Russia. Uh, We have unrest and... and, uh, Political upheaval in South America and all around the world, you know, we still have these wars and upheavals and Uprisings and we now have um, I thought I was done with this but these these restrictions on our travel and where we can potentially go and due to COVID passports we have Um, We have separation in society between those vaccinated and and those who have chosen not to get vaccinated. Um, And and we have a a situation where people have turned against each other. And so we have this, what appears to be an extremely uh, divided world that threatens to be spiralling out of control. And we have to wonder where we're headed for in the world, um, in a world that seems to be certainly on a dark di- downward slope, the threat of nuclear war. You know, probably countless other examples that I'm missing out here, but again, I, I'm only reeling this off from the top of my head, but I'm just trying to get you to understand, is it, is it not, and should it not, and perhaps can you not understand, perhaps then, the importance and the vitalness of healing? Healing in the world that we need right now, it is healing that the world needs. We have uh, critical race theory, I just listened to something on that. We have uh, the, the Black Lives Matter um, movement, which seems to have been hijacked and um, infiltrated uh, with, with rooters, 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 rooters rioters, uh, organizations like Antifa. Uh, we have far right extremism on the world. You know, and this all seems to be um, when, when one group stands up, then the diametrically opposite uh, group seems to, to stand up in, in, in relation to that we have the Israeli-Palestine situation. It make the list goes on, um, is it not the entire world really needs healing right now? The entire world, the entire human population needs to be healed. Um, and so this is how vital healing is. Now, as a healer, um, Yes, I, I can provide healing on an individual level. Um, but it has also affected the healers or the group of healers that I work with. Um, all those people who would have come to um, our sanctuary, our place of healing, to to receive healing, have no longer had that opportunity for the past two odd years. And so we have been reduced um in some capacity to having a healing group meditation uh, and sending out healing to those who request our healing um who get in contact with our healing group um, and by sending out healing to the world but perhaps in a way this is a very valuable thing because we are no longer um, concentrate our healing on just those patients who come to the church, but perhaps this has birthed and provided a new opportunity for groups, not only mine, but all other groups of healers throughout the world um, who no longer have the uh, retract responsibility or opportunity to provide hands-on healing and so have a group of guided meditators to send out healing in the world so all those little pinpoints of light sending out their healing energies to not only those who have requested healing but groups of people for or or perhaps all of the, the destruction and um, uh Destruction and chaos that has been wrought on societies, on communities, on countries, on the entire planet, also on the animal kingdom, on the plant kingdom, on the, the whole planetary population, the whole planet ourselves. So perhaps this is an opportunity for healers um, and people who can do healing to extend their healing, not only to, as I said before, to to those p- people who would have come directly to um, their local place to receive healing, but also, but only a bit, oh, excuse me, but to the entire world then. And I think of the more people who do this, um, then we can start to heal the divides and calm the minds and perhaps restore sanity um, and, where insanity has reigned, and perhaps provide calming and becoming, and cooling emotions where anger and rage and injustice once reigned. And I would say to you, dear listener, that it is not only um, people who specialise in healing, people who have the gift of healing, who can provide healing but you too can do this you too can in your own way send healing into the world it's as simple as closing your eyes if you can meditate fantastic if not perhaps listen to one of my previous podcasts on how to meditate um, and learn how to meditate and in the meditative state you can send light you can send love to to individuals, you can send light and love to groups, to countries, you can send light and love to the planet, Mother Earth, Gaia herself, to help heal her wounds. You too can do this. Um, It does not require you to be a qualified or registered healer. There is no. test that you need to undertake or no exam that you need to sit or essay that you need to write. Everything is contained within the power of your mind. All it is is a recognition that uh, you need to open yourself up to this and just simply let healing energies flow through you. And once you decide to do this and recognise that you can be a conduit for healing energy, then those in the higher dimensions, in the non-physical world, in the spirit world, and those entities who watch over the very creation themselves right up until the very source, God, the creator, the great spirit themselves, will pass those healing energies through you and that healing will go where it is meant to go. May not feel anything, but you just need to have faith that this can be done. There was a meditation that was uh, performed at one time. It was um, a group of people or large groups practiced uh, transcendental meditation, um, and it's called the Mara Mara. Oh, let me get this right. Mara Reshi effect. Um, because uh, the meditators were assembled at the Mara Mara Marareshi University in Iowa in the US and they meditated um, over a period of three years from 2007 to 2010 they meditated on reducing crime and what they found during that three-year period was that there was a massive drum in national homicide and urban violent crime compared to previous years. Um, I think, just reading a few stats here, there was a 5.3% a year um, drop in violent crime over the three years that they got together and meditated on reducing crime. So. I will post the, uh, the statistics, on where you can find us if anyone's interested in, in doing this um, or anyone's interested in reading this here. Um, yeah, they find that uh, by practicing this meditation and meditating on reducing crime, they were able to have an effect on people's consciousness, on people's emotional state, Uh, on people's urge to commit crime and so we know that this works we know that uh, meditation by sending healing into the world does actually work and so I would urge you dear listener to at least give this a try you may not be a qualified healer, you may have not have done anything like this before, but I would simply ask you to give it a try. What? what have you got to lose? Um, and we do know it works from studies such as these that has produced um, fantastic results. If we all done this, if we all got together and we all perhaps meditated or simply projected healing and love into society or into the world today? What what would be the outcome if we'd done this for long enough? What would our world look like? Um, what would society be like? What effect would this have on our wars, on our desire to accumulate wealth, our greed, our inequalities, our aggression? Um, our urge to commit crime um, what would this do for compassion for empathy, for forgiveness, for tolerance for love towards one another if we could as a human race simply take our focus away from all the things that really do not matter towards the anean uh, the banal the insignificant non-important things like flicking on your TV and watching uh, I don't know uh, soap operas or um, the latest episode of something or I don't know American Gladiators or <laughs> whatever the case may be if we could take our attention away from um, seeing what the latest influencer has to, to wear or what, uh, what the latest selfie someone has posted on Instagram or what somebody is having to eat on, on Facebook and other social media. And if we simply, as I said, um, to whatever degree that we, we feel possible or able to feel possible, to send those qualities out into the world, what changes would we see that we have been crying for, that we've been crying out for? We're not as powerless and we're not as hopeless as we simply think. It's simply that we all believe that we're separated. But if we all by and large united and came together as one and focused focused the point or focused our attention, On something like this, perhaps we could see real change in the world. And so, I hope that I have explained um, in some way, and you've got some understanding of the importance of healing, um, not only to the individual, but how it can affect large groups of people and affect the world as a whole. And so, I think. I've said enough on this episode and so with that I want to offer you my thanks offer you my appreciation for taking the time to listen to this podcast Um, we started off that we didn't know where we were going to go on this and found that uh, once again I've had a bit more to talk on the subject than um, I felt I have but I understand also that perhaps I've been inspired to talk by my higher self or perhaps uh, those around me who guide me but as I said thank you once again for taking the time to listen to this I hope you give you some food for thought I do hope that you perhaps try um, try to meditate learn to meditate and if not just a simple pause five minutes of your time to close your eyes and send out those thoughts of healing and light into this chaotic and turbulent world, um, into this negative spiral that we seem to be be headed towards, and we can make real change. I've been your host, Zenith. It has been my pleasure to talk to you today. And as always, I hope that you can join me on further episodes as we both grow and learn um, together. And so...